0: to have you. Glad you're with us on this Friday. Love Fridays Fridays. uh, It's one of those things where like right now normally we're getting ready for a game and it's weird. It's a surreal Friday. It's the first Friday we've had in what 20 something weeks where we don't have a Packers game coming up. So it's a little bizarre. Just a little bizarre feeling. But that being said Uh, We do have championship weekend coming up, which is always awesome, and I look forward to that. Sunday's going to be a hunker-down day. It doesn't matter what's going on. I don't care if it's 80 degrees and sunny outside. I'm hunkering down. It's going to be a hunker-down day. Uh, So we do have football, and we've got a lot going on regarding the Green Bay Packers. Yes. Brandon Staley interviewing for the uh, Packers defensive coordinator job. I'm looking at some of his numbers, and the the, the, the numbers – defensively speaking, he was a hell of a defensive coordinator. Um, he didn't really get, you know, give too much up smoked wise. And he, he's a little more aggressive. He's not, he's not Spagnolo aggressive, but he's a little more aggressive. Um, You know, the other guy that people keep talking about, uh, you know, kind of like, oh, by the way, he's available is Wink Martindale, formerly with the New York Giants, who had a pretty good defense. And, did not see eye-to-eye eye with Brian Dable and what was going on there in New York. So that's another guy that's out there. 877-867-1670, and Max says, uh, why in the world would Staley come here? Uh, he's probably looking for a head coaching job. No, he, he's a guy that had the head coaching. He's like a Josh McDaniel. He went in, took a team that had some talent, underachieved overwhelmingly as a head coach, and can go back to being a defensive coordinator because he doesn't have that track record of being this, this big-time winning head coach in the National Football League, you know. Um, and then he goes on to say, why in the world is Bill Belichick not on anybody's radar? If you're talking about as a head coach or a defensive coordinator, I look, I don't think Bill Belichick's taking a coordinator's job. We, we talked a little bit about that yesterday. Why would he? You know, it's not like he hasn't made enough money. He's good there. Now, if he just wants to keep his hand in coaching, yeah, but he is he is chasing Don Shula's record. Grant, do you think anybody hires Bill Belichick and he actually eclipses this record this year don't. or at some point? At some point. Well,
1: next year's interesting because like there's there's a couple coaches that are going to go into next year on the hot seat. Like I think Nick Sirianni. And McDermott, just two examples, they have good quarterbacks. So there might be jobs next year that make more sense for Bill Belichick. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the way the world works, you know, Bill Belichick sits out a year. It's not that we're going to forget about him, but he loses a lot of juice just by missing one year. So he loses
0: juice and he's 72 years old after, yeah.
1: after the, you know, next year. So I, I could see jobs making more sense for him in a year, but right now I, I don't know that he makes sense for Seattle or Washington. So either yeah. has to wait or take a coordinator job. I, I don't know what bill wants to
0: do. If you're going to bring in bill Belichick in Seattle, then why the hell did you get rid of Pete Carroll? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it doesn't make sense. And, and John Schneider already had
1: to battle over personnel with Pete Carroll Over the years, he started to win that battle, and look, their drafts got a lot better. So now John Schneider wants to turn around to deal with another head coach that wants, say, in personnel? Like,
0: nah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, Pac-Man says, I don't think a guy with eight, eight Super Bowl rings loses juice. Oh, yes, he does. And the reason being is the age. It's not because he doesn't know football. It's the age. Who wants to hire a guy for two years? Or three years tops? Because he's not coaching past 75 years old. Every minute he's out of the game is a- another minute closer to where he's not getting back into the game, not as a head coach.
1: I, I joke a- again. Go ahead. Well, I just said you mentioned being 75 years old. I joked on my show last night. There's there's no way he could coach a football team at that age. Now, be president of the USA. Oh, yeah. You, you could do that yeah. at 80 years old, apparently. <laughs> but no way you could run a football team. Right. Oh, right.
0: No, I, I just I. I If you are, and many franchises are, you're looking for the next up-and-comer. That's what you're looking for. And there's two things that come with Bill Belichick. One is he wants control. He wants, which is what, what I understand is the reason he didn't get the Atlanta job, because he wanted his people. He wanted everything from the secretaries all the way up to the personnel decisions. You're blowing out like when they were kind of describing it. I was I was reading D. Orlando Ledbetter's uh, column out of the Atlanta Journal Constitution, and that, you're you're talking about like firing like twenty-something people to bring in Bill Belichick. You know, um, I, I I and then you're doing it for what three years? Because once he gets that record, I one unless he's got a really good chance at a Super Bowl, I don't think he's coming back. And two, he he's got to win like 20, I don't know how many games away he is. It's between 25 and 35, something like that, which is at least three years. At least three years, you would figure. So I, I can't imagine that you want him around coaching at the age of 76? 77? I know Marv Levy did it longer. I, I understand that, but I, I don't. I wouldn't. That's why he didn't get the Atlanta job, you know? And then now where? Seattle? They're not going to do that. They blew out Pete Carroll. And Washington, he probably doesn't want because they're not going to win a lot. You're going to toil away in anonymity for at least a year or more. So I I just, I, I don't know. I don't think this year is it. I don't think this year is it. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Uh, let's go to Jake. Jake, welcome to the program, the Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man?
2: Hey, good morning, Bill. Love the show. Hey, Thank uh, you. just an observation, just an observation, a little off track perhaps this morning, but um, just an observation, you know, when the big uh, spotlight guys get replaced, uh, you take uh, the quarterback or the, you know, this year the kicker, we're dealing with that too, um, I think as a, as a fan, typically we tend to compare the new guy in his first year with the best of the old guy. And, you know, I look at Mason Crosby's, Crosby's rookie year, and uh, our... our uh, Andrews Carlson actually has, is, has a better percentage field goal-wise than Mason did his first year uh, by a couple points, percentage-wise. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
2: and what's strange about that is from 40 yards in, he's 20 for 20, but yet he's you know, clunking these extra points. So you know, maybe the coaches are like, this is a head thing, we can fix this, uh, that type of thing. But just an observation that you know, I think we tend to you know, get out over ourselves a little bit in terms of the new guy has got to be the, you know, uh, as, good as, the, as good as the old guy on his first day.
0: I, you know, do you think? Let me ask you this: Do you think Anders Carlson is a good kicker?
2: Well, he's in the he's in the NFL. I think he's a good kicker. Yes.
0: Would you keep him?
2: Um, after some competition to see if there's somebody, always looking for competition. Obviously, there you But know. like I say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wonder too, like you know, the kickers are funky. We, you know, Mason Crosby went through ups and downs in his career. I remember uh, one year he missed two field goals or three field goals in a row, and. Came out in the second half and kicked the ball out of bounds. <laughs> you know, right. a lot of, it's like golf. It's a lot of head stuff with those guys. Right. No, and, I completely uh, agree with I, that. It, and I trust in the coaches thinking. You know, this is a head thing with this guy. Like I say, he's twenty from twenty, twenty for twenty, forty yards in, and then he's you know then he's throwing you know shooting up diggers here for the extra points. And, and yep. uh, so what's going on there? You
0: know. Yep. So, no, I can, that, that I watch. agree with. One hundred percent. It'll be interesting to watch. Appreciate the phone call. You absolutely are. You, 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 I get where you were going. You're trying to say, Hey, look, we can't compare him to Mason. And then the bottom line is, well, you got to bring in competition. That's all I'm saying. If he corrects himself and becomes the kicker, so be it. But there is no way in hell. I am going in with just him and no serious competition to Anders Carlson. My concern was, the, the whole, quote, big leg issue, why aren't you kicking field goals over 50 on a consistent basis? They wouldn't do it. And the 49, 40 to 49 yarders were less than 50%. He was shankopotamus on PATs. It, there was nothing consistent or good about the kicking game. And we – look, I know Matt LaFleur was disappointed that it got out and all that kind of stuff. Look, you said it. We've all said it. There's – if you gotta massage the ego of your kicker, your kicker is screwed. Period. Because you talk about somebody who can't have an ego and who can't have a conscience, they just got to go out and do it, right? It's kind of like being a closer in baseball. You get hammered one night, you got to go out there the next night and do it. You got to shrug it off and forget it. It's got to be out of your system. And if he can do it, great. If he can't, eh, still be it. But I, Anders Carlson's going to have competition, and if they don't, they're doing a disservice to the Green Bay Packers. If they don't have serious competition in camp and this thing happens again next year, then everybody should be out because you cannot be that stupid. You can't. That's the reason they brought Passaccia in the year after the epic fail in the postseason because their special team sucked. We all saw it. We kept saying, uh, people kept calling a program day after day, year after year. Oh my goodness. they're They're going to lose a game because of this. They're going to miss one in an important moment And we kept saying, we know that, but we hope that they're far enough ahead that it doesn't cost them. Right? We all said it. It was a discussion around the water cooler. It was a discussion in the bars. It was a discussion on this program. We all said it. And sure enough, it happened. So it's not like we couldn't see it coming like a train down the tracks with a bright white light and we're tied in the middle of the tracks and the train ran us right over. Same thing with the Packers. If they would not bring in additional competition, then they would be be doing a huge disservice to the franchise. Let's go to Bob listening to us in Shano. Bob, how you doing today, man? What's happening?
3: Great, Bill. Thanks for the line. As far as Brandon Staley, if I can just talk about that for a moment, um, I think this is a bad hire. If they were to go down that road, mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't like Lafleur. You know, picking guys he's worked with already. Um, If you look at Staley's record, I mean, Bill, you could have coached a defense when he was with the Rams. Look at who he had on there, Aaron Donald, Sue, Von Miller. That's a bad, bad look. If it were up to me, I like the guy in Baltimore, the secondary coach, because you can use – as a secondary coach, you know that your bread and butter is how the front four puts on pressure. So you can meld those two units together fairly easily. I also like Wink Martindale, but the problem with him is, and I like Martindale a lot, but he's an alpha. And being an alpha on your side of the ball, great. You know, he'll motivate all the guys in the locker room. But you can't go and go butt heads with the head coach every time you don't get your way. And this mm-hmm. isn't the first time either. He's done it with the Giants, and he did it with—forget. Uh, I read uh, read some other article where he did it at a previous team, not Baltimore. But hey, Bill, real quick. Yeah. Look up Chuck. Look up Chuck Smith with Baltimore. Read okay. his resume. Read his resume. Pick your jaw off the ground, and then t- explain to the audience why this guy isn't of a, a DC somewhere. I mean. I, I couldn't believe my eyes when I read it last night, but that's all I got for you. Make it a great weekend. We'll talk soon. All
0: right, buddy. Talk to you later. Hey, Chuck Smith. I like, I like Zach Orr off of that staff too. I've talked about Zach Orr out of the Ravens organization as a linebackers coach. I, I know he doesn't have a ton of experience. He's only been in the area about uh, seven years, but I, I, I've heard so many good things about him. Uh, I've just got a friend of mine that works down there. And he said watch Zach Orr. he's going to be a guy that's an up and comer. Staley, Go back to Staley real quick. He started with the Bears as the outside linebackers coach. He kind of worked his way up. He ends up going out to L.A. You're right. He worked with Vic Fangio in Denver. Same thing. If I remember correctly, I think he worked with Vic Fangio and got a lot from him. And then he took over for Wade Phillips because Wade Phillips was the defensive coordinator for the Rams. And he went over and took over for Wade Phillips. You're right. He had an unbelievably veteran-laden, superstar-laden defense. Remember? Because they made the trade for Von Miller at that point. And they had uh, some big beefy dudes, including Aaron Donald on the outside. I mean, they had good players uh, and maybe they were better because of him. I don't know, but he certainly ascended. Remember he started with the bears, but he is. And that was back in what, 2017, I think. So it's not like he's had this long 10, 15 year career of doing defenses. He started in 2017. And, Worked under some pretty good people. Wade Phillips and Vic Fangio, two really good guys. He went, he was with the Bears when Fangio was there. When Fangio ended up going out to Denver, he went with Fangio there and then took over out in L.A. for Wade Phillips. And then he had success there and then ultimately got hired by the Chargers. And that was, as we all know, underachieving, to say the very least. So, But because the track record itself is not long, I don't know what you have in Brandon Staley. So let's do this. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to step back and then uh, we'll be back. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Maybe you have the need for speed, and the 2024 season passes on sale right now. GreatLakesDragaway.com. Go to GreatLakesDragaway.com. Call them 262-302-2138, 262-302-2138, or go to GreatLakesDragaway.com. The oldest continuously operating track in the world. In the world! There you have it. Uh, let's get back to it. We got our buddy Gerard in Delaware. Gerard, Gerard, what's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, Bill. Wink
4: Martindale was so disliked by his players. They're the ones that got his got him fired and let go. That's what happened there in New York. That's what I read in the whole bit out of New York. So I don't know if he's the guy. I don't know if I'd want to bring him in. But right. As far as this, this thought pattern... Of well, maybe we're not going to go out and free agent if available and get the alpha guy, the big, the big guy that we need. We're going to get two middle of the road guys and then one. That's that's to me that's ridiculous. If the guy, if Whitfield Jr. is available, you got to go out and pay and bring him in because Mm -hmm. he's not Woodson, he's not Reggie White, but he's he's not that far away, and he's like a Collins type if uh, a lot of Packer fans remember him as safety. So that's what you do. You don't need to sign two more guys like Campbell, the middle linebacker, who's you know, those type of guys. You don't need that at this point because you have two years coming that you can win the Super Bowl with the right pieces. And like you said and that caller said a week or so ago, you need a game changer. You don't need fill pieces the fill pieces you can get with all the draft picks that they have okay so you get good solid backup players but you have to go out there and if it costs you 90 million to sign with bill jr available or whatnot you got to go out and it's time to get these guys that's it and goody's good at this but we need the alpha type of guy that's going to change some of the games He's going to be there on the plays when you need him, and he's mature, and he's good, and he's young. So that's the type of guy. And I don't know who they should pick as defensive coordinator because you hear so many different things, and the guy you don't like might be the guy. But I know Martindale, his players wanted nothing to do with him.
0: So that's really, I, I knew. I I knew him and Dable butted heads, and there was some in in team strifeing. I didn't know his players were uh, kind of pissed off at him too, because all, all I ever heard was raves about the guy, specifically during a lot of the television broadcasts about Wink Martindale and what he was capable of doing. Well,
4: the the safety on the team that's a free agent, he said, and you know he didn't. He said it sort of like, I don't, I won't play for the guy again. Hmm. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so that. That's what came out. So that's what, you know, in New York, you know, they, they're going to let it out there. They're not hiding anything right. in the media. You know what I mean? So, right. you know, that's there. So you can find it yourself. You know, Bill, it's there. Yep, i like from one look. All right. Thanks a lot, Bill. I'm, I appreciate it. All right, buddy.
0: Talk to you later. There you go. So some insight on Wink Martindale. I did not see that article. I did not see that article. But, uh, you know, it, it's, again... You start to talk about a lot of the names that have been there, done that, that have been regarded. Uh, I don't know about highly regarded, but regarded in the National Football League. And you start to get the stories about who does and doesn't like this particular person. This, they did not get along. This guy didn't get along. They, you know, it, it, That's why uh, you you, <laughs> you got to find a good fit. Sometimes it's not about just the X's and O's, man. It's about the ability to get along with everybody else.
1: Well, that's what I was going to add. I, I, I think, and I've talked about this on my show. Three, four, four, three blitzing, playing back. I, I think you can win with just about any scheme. The Packers need to find a guy connects with the players, brings in the right culture. I, I think you can make it work
0: with just about any scheme. I, I completely right. agree. Uh, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to hit us up, you can eight seven seven eight six seven. 1670. 70 uh, We got Tyler Dunn coming up at the bottom of the hour of GoLongTD.com. We'll touch base with him about what he saw in Buffalo with Kansas City getting over on the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo, same thing as the Packers. They had a kicker that missed a field goal. Otherwise, they maybe still uh, are playing. But that being said, uh, we'll talk with him about that matchup, Baltimore, Kansas City, and also what he's hearing on the defensive coordinator front and coaching front and the carousel as well. So all of that coming up. David says uh, if you look at the Packers' draft picks this year, they've got a lot when you look at the value of this team. He's got round 1 25th overall, round 2 41st overall, round 2 58th overall, round 3 88th overall, round 3 91st overall, round 4 126 overall, round 5 you finally get outside of the top 150. That's 166. Uh yeah, you got quite a few picks this year. And if if Brian Gudekins, you're going to get quality choices if Brian Gudekins hits on four of these guys. What you're looking for every year, and, and you go back philosophically speaking, what you're looking for every year is every year that you draft is there's one pro bowler in every draft. Now, he doesn't have to be a pro bowler the first year, but you've got to build it that way. You've got to get that level of player. One of those guys, Pro Bowler, and then a couple of guys, three, four of those guys, two, three of those guys, just really solid guys. They don't need to be Pro Bowlers, but they're 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 really solid players. They anchor their position, okay. But every year you can build a Pro Bowler. Every year you can find one or two of those guys. Every year you build build depth and strength. And again, you look at this Packers receiving team. Jaden Reed's really good. His first year was impressive. Romeo Dobbs came on, right. Dontavian Wicks played better. Bo Melton came on, burst onto the scene towards the end of the season. You've got Musgrave and Kraft. You've got five, six weapons now on this team. Now what you need to do is you need to accentuate it because we don't really even talk about Christian Watson because he hasn't shown us anything. He, we see glimpses, and then he gets hurt, and that's it. And, and, you know, again, too fragile to play in the NFL right now. He's got to figure it out in this offseason. So you still need more guys. You still need – and some people don't agree with me on that, but you do. You need more weapons. You, I, I would not be adverse at all to drafting one or two two guys uh, for wideouts for this team. And, and even if you because here's the thing, you, you just get better. Imagine if you do get better at the wide receiver position. the If the worst problem in the world is is that maybe Romeo Dobbs or Jaden Reed, or Dontavian Wicks or Christian Watson slip to your number four because you just drafted your number one and number two and those everybody else holds steady, then you just got markedly better. So when people say no we're good there, no you're not. You can never be good. Don't ever look at it that way. Always get better. I think I, you got wideouts, weapons, and secondary. Those are your big areas that you circle and say that's where you got to get better, and everything else is depth. Uh, Coming up here, bottom of the hour, Tyler Dunn of GoLongTD.com. He's going to join us. We'll talk with Tyler about all of this uh, upcoming and kind of get his thoughts and just kind of pick his brain as to maybe who he is hearing scuttlebutt-wise might end up with a Green Bay Packers gig before it's all said and done. Our friends down at Robert's Specialty Meats, let me tell you this. Kristen and I ate the steaks last night, and, and one of the comments she made to me was, he's always got great steaks. All we did, this is the way we prepared them. And by the way, I bought the the asparagus down there too, because he usually has fresh asparagus out front. So salt and pepper, that was it. Let him age a little bit outside and lit the fire, pounded them out very little, threw them on the grill, diamond charred them both sides, got him about to, to one hundred and forty degrees on the inside, and that was it. And they were freaking perfect. I mean perfect. I did, I will admit, a little bit too crispy on the asparagus, but the steaks, perfect. Perfect. So, whether you're going there for steaks, whether you're going there for chops, or maybe the Al Capone roast, a lot of the stuff that they do specialty wise the Al Capone roast, the Al Capone sausages, a lot of their, like the Italian King sausages that they have, the hot Italian sausages they have, they have so much stuff, plus local stuff, local barbecue sauces. They have like a deli department as well with different potato salads and pasta salads, and they carry a lot of cheeses from within the state. Right there at Robert's Specialty Meets Waukesha. Robert's Specialty Meets Waukesha.com. Right there on Sunset Drive in Waukesha. You will not go wrong. And by the way, they cater. They cater with a lot of the different stuff I just mentioned, whether it's the ribs on a stick, the garlic parm uh, skewers, the sausages drenched in marinara. Oh, so good. Give our friends at Robert's Specialty Meets a call or a chance. Robert's Specialty Meets Waukesha.com. Tyler Dunn at Go Long TV coming up. to have you the Bill Michaels Show on the air on a Friday. Uh, getting ready for championship weekend. We got Tom Izzo coming to the Kohl uh, Center tonight. You got that going on. Bucks playing the Cavaliers last night. Marquette got a win. So you got a lot of hoops going on right now, but it's championship weekend. And uh, the Packers continue to look for a defensive coordinator. Also now a strength and conditioning coach as well to talk more about it. Our guy Tyler Dunn, golongtd.com, dot com, joining us on the hotline. Ty, what's up, man? How you doing?
5: What's up, Bill? I, I really thought we were going to be talking Packers Lions NFC Championship game. It was it was close. It was close. It should have been. Could have been. Now, just as Ron Wolf said, what a a fart in the wind, at least for that season.
0: <laughs> yep. No. I hey. I, I agree. I mean, whether it was kicking or a dropped pick six, or another dropped interception, or a bad spot on a fourth down. I mean, there was any one of those things goes right, and the Packers are uh, getting ready to play a game in Detroit this week, and I completely agree with you. I So tell me this. What do you think the Packers need going into next season?
5: Ooh, well, I, I love how aggressive they were immediately. They didn't waste any time uh, moving on from Joe Barry, which has been long overdue. It was that they did it, finally, right. even with the little...
0: with Tyler Dunn at GolongTD.com. Now, uh, moving forward, who do you think, if anybody, uh, off the top of your head, would be a good fit as the new defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers?
5: Bill you know Belichick, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: We know Vrabel's not going to be the guy. That was a report coming out of Green Bay. There's still Ron Rivera floating out there, and Ron Rivera said he would love to be a defensive coordinator if he doesn't get a head coaching job. Would Ron Rivera be an attractive candidate?
5: I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I guess I kind of skew younger. I, I we we've seen Ron Rivera. We've seen a lot of Ron Rivera, and he's unlike Zimmer. I think that people do like working with Ron Rivera. And I, I talked to him for my book, Blood and Guts, and, man, you can see how charismatic he is. He's dropped everything and talked about Greg Olson for an hour. So I just, in, in the workplace environment, he'd probably be, he'd be good for that, and he's experienced. He'd be a sounding board for Matt LaFleur. But, but I don't know. I, don't you feel like you want somebody a little, a little more up and coming, somebody who's going yeah. to stay, stay two three steps ahead of how these offenses are always changing. You know, I I wish I could give a name to you. I I don't know who that is. I've kind of been drowned in Detroit Lions stuff this week. Um, right. But there's got to be somebody out there that Matt LaFleur has a connection to. Or you know, he, and that's where it house with LaFleur, I think he kind of knows where all offensive football is going. So who's that defensive mind that's going to keep up with the time? And that's a big reason Bill Belichick isn't getting a job, right? Like, nobody wants the old coach who's, you know, there are a million things that go into that, but I, I think you want somebody that's going to be thinking a step ahead. I don't think Ron Rivera is that
0: coach. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the Detroit Lions because they're off to an NFC Championship game, something they haven't even seen since the 50s, for God's sakes. This is generational wins and back-to-back weeks for them. So give me your thoughts as they move forward. I mean, I think the rest of the world is rooting for the Lions. I just don't know if the Lions have the capability to win in a close one out in San Francisco.
5: <laughs> Isn't that crazy, Bill? I- even there in Wisconsin, I doubt there's many people that are like, God, I hate the Detroit Lions. Everybody loves this team right now. They're, they've they been bad for a half a century, they, you know, for as long as anybody can remember. And, I look, I, I was just out there, so maybe it's being a prisoner of the moment and all that stuff. I, I think they can go out to San Francisco and go toe-to-toe with, with, with the talent that San Francisco has. I mean, Green Bay just did it. Green Bay blew it. They should be in this game for all the plays that you just referenced. Uh, but Detroit's not going to be done. They, they've got a room full of not not just physically tough guys. A- Alex Anzalone, he's playing through three broken ribs right now. Uh, Josh Reynolds told me he tore his adductor earlier this season. The bone just ripped right off the right, – right. I mean, the muscle just ripped right off the bone. You know, that's near the groin. That's not a lot of
1: fun. No.
5: But they're, no. mentally, they're mentally tough. You know, Jared Goff is just – scapegoated, uh, banished by Sean McVay, made out to be the problem in every way, and for him to completely turn his career around. They've got a lot of guys like that on the roster, so I I can't see them going out there and just getting the doors blown off. They're going to give San Francisco a game, and it just takes, like Green Bay found out, you just need one or two pressures, blitzes to to fluster Brock Purdy.
0: Jameer Gibbs and Montgomery, I think that's where it, it lies. As much as we can talk about Laporte and all the other guys that they have, Amra St. Brown, I think it really relies on the run game because the run game, nobody said – everybody thought that the Packers, eh, if you get to 80 yards, it's not a bad day at the office for Aaron Jones. And again, he gets over 100 yards and more than 100-plus yards and all-purpose yards. I think it's going to be Gibbs and Montgomery. That Those two guys are going to be – the. because if you can keep the, uh, the, the Brock Purdy's off the field – and be able to score and create long drives with a run game. This is like old school football to me, right?
5: I uh, th- totally agree. I, it's going to start with those two, and and that's where Detroit's really fascinating because they can play um, just about every type of way. Even in the run game itself, uh, Gr- Graham Glasgow. We we were chatting the right guard. You know, he's right between Frank Ragnow, who's playing through this sprained, the sprained knee, sprained ankle, and Panay Sewell, who might be in the Hall of Fame one day. And, and they really they do gap stuff. They do zone stuff. They, they they get really creative within their ground game. And then you get so concerned about that that you're going to have one-on-one matchups all over the field. And Jared Goff, if you get him tied, he'll, he'll rip you to shreds. I know it's not that exciting to watch Jared Goff, but he's as accurate as it comes. And, and they've got some, some real, I won't say star power like San Francisco, but in Josh Reynolds, Sam Laporta, Amon Ross St. Brown, obviously – um, they're going to have some opportunities, I think, against San Francisco. So, But you're right, it starts with the ground game and trying to keep them off balance a little bit. Green Bay just showed you, hey, there's going to be opportunities against the San Francisco defense. It's, it's not the boogeyman. I mean, they've got some weaknesses.
0: So let's talk about the other one. The AFC Championship game down in Baltimore at M&T Stadium, and you've got the Kansas City Chiefs. There they are again. Uh, they went into Buffalo, and they didn't look good, and, and their defense didn't play great until the last three series, and then they or stymied the, uh, the Buffalo Bills, and, and Buffalo obviously walks away with yet another loss, and they feel jinxed all over again. But here we are with two terrific quarterback matchups. Who do you give the nod to? Because uh, I think uh, Baltimore, as much as I dislike Baltimore, I think they're the cream of the crop when it comes to the NFL this year.
5: Yeah, I, I'm with you, Bill. I just don't know. Look, it, Patrick Mahomes kind of takes all of the rules and all of these radio segments and every single story that's being written and crumples it up and throws it in the trash. I mean, he's done it throughout his career. Like, maybe everything we're about to get into, it's like it doesn't even matter because he's that talented. I mean, he, he has a realistic shot. Uh, to surpass Tom Brady one day. I mean, he's, he's unbelievable this time of year. So logically, when you look at the matchup, I don't know. I, I can easily just see Baltimore saying, all right, Kyle Hamilton, best safety in the league. Um, you've got Travis Kelsey. And we're just going to make these wide receivers beat us. I mean, maybe Marlon Humphrey is it himself. And there's opportunities for Rasheed Rice. I, I can't see many opportunities for the Kansas City passing game. The running game, I mean, Baltimore's been shutting people down all year. It's it's going to be awfully hard for, for both offenses against both of these defenses. But Lamar is such a unique talent that I can see them kind of busting things open more than I can see Kansas City, if that makes any sense. You know, was it two two years ago, like a September primetime game, Lamar against that Kansas City front? I mean, it was like watching Barry, Je- Barry Sanders in the hole. They, they had no answer. They had D linemen one on one. You know, Spagnola drew it up perfectly, and they just couldn't make the tackle. And nice. that's with Greg Roman's offense. Now you can throw with Todd Munkin. Um, Baltimore is going to definitely have the edge, I think, in terms of like what quarterback can bust through. I can see Lamar getting Spags.
0: Yeah, I I hate to say it because I'm just like I said, not a Baltimore fan. But I just think that watching them play down the stretch for everything they've done, they look like they're just a team that's rolling. And they, it's not like they're spectacular in every area. They're they're not like a team that's coming in with all the different position players that are all all you know all pro. They're just a good team. They're a deep team. They're a solid team, and they're a fundamental team. And their defense has always been a smash mouth defense. And their offense, like you said. They've got the elusiveness of their quarterback. But now they've got a a veteran guy that's been there, done that, in OBJ. They've got a decent run game. They've got uh, other outlets with their tight end play. I I just think that they're the all-around better team coming into this contest.
5: Man, you bring up two really good points because you watch a Ravens game, you know, specifically the defense, there's never missed tackles, right? You know, compare that to what we just saw, Green Bay, San Francisco. You know, if if somebody catches the ball – it's usually in in front of the DB and the guys down. So you're not going to have big plays. And in big picture, man, Charlie Harbaugh doesn't get enough respect for just, you know, thinking ahead. Where Where, where is the game going? You know, Wake Martindale was a great defensive coordinator. He it all over the place. They had a lot of success. But it ran its course. And they knew Mike McDonald was in Michigan. They, they bring him back. And it's such a much more fundamentally sound defense where – you're not going to have busted coverages like they had at times with Wink. You're, you're not just going to have you know, players kind of pinball in all directions, which that chaos can be a good thing. Uh, but it, with this team at this time, you, you, you don't need that. You need what they have because uh, talent can win out. And then offensively, they like Greg Roman kind of run his course. It got Lamar an MVP. That run game was unbelievably complex, but when it came to the pass game, it was elementary. I, I've talked to Willie Sneed and receivers who have come through there and there's a reason receivers aren't signing there. They don't want to be a part of an old fashioned one through nine route tree. Um, it just wasn't up with the times down the field. Now, Lamar, he's not completely innocent. His accuracy has been off at times. But I just think passing game wise, they were stuck in the Stone Age. So to go with Todd Munkin, to bring in Zay Flowers, Odell, give Lamar his money, I mean, that offense has changed for the better. And you got to give credit to John Harbaugh because I'm comparing it to, you know, like here in Buffalo. Sean McDermott makes himself the defensive coordinator, the defensive play caller. That's more on his plate. It kind of stays stagnant. It's it's good, not great. I think Baltimore makes the moves that takes you from good to great, and we're seeing that right
0: now. Great stuff as always, Tyler. What do you got dot uh, GoLongTD.com?
5: Yeah, so uh, just from Detroit, you know, we always hear about grit, and it's such a cliche, but what in the hell does it mean, and how does golf kind of embody it? Uh it was a lot of fun, kind of going around the locker room, talking to Anzalone about those broken ribs, Josh Reynolds about that adductor and cuff. And you know, we sat down a few years ago, back when he was considered a bust with the Rams, and he's like, man, I just don't want people thinking I'm a little, you know what, uh, right. and I, I want it more than I am about getting hurt. So he's kind of proven his case, and uh, he, he's Detroit tough. So it was great getting into all that with him.
0: Awesome stuff. They can find it there at golongtd.com. Tyler, you will uh, be good, and uh, we'll talk again real soon, okay? <laughs> Bill. See you, pal. There you go, Tyler. Done. Maybe we'll see Tyler out at uh, Super Bowl too, because he usually floats around Radio Row for a couple of days out there when they're out there working on a few stories. So looking forward to that as well. Uh, let's do this. We'll uh, late for a break. We'll take one. We'll come back more. Of the Bill Michael, covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin
3: Sports Zone Radio Network.
0: Good to have you. Glad you're with us today, as always. Hey, if you're going to be heading out this weekend, our friends at Steel Tank Brewing, Brewing Steel Tank Brewing uh, in Oconomowoc, they have um, they have uh, Rally Point, which is out back, and they got music coming up this weekend again. So if you are uh, looking for something good going on uh, this weekend, you got great food at Steel Tank, so you can go out there and get something to eat, obviously. But then Rally Point has a lot of good stuff coming up and a lot of good music. A lot of, If you haven't been there yet, uh, that new venue, that new music venue they put together is just fantastic. And a Rally Point is um, – it, it's about as – you know, if it was a huge um, – if it was a huge like music venue that sat like two thousand, it would be good. But if for a a place that holds three hundred and fifty, it's it's amazing, absolutely amazing. So uh, coming up this weekend, you've got DJYC is going to be there. Uh, v Funk is going to be there. Uh, coming up tomorrow night, DJYC is going to be there as well. Then next week, you got the Fifty Second Street Music of the Billy Joel. Coming up on the 1st, uh, Joe 2.0 on the 2nd, 33 RPM on the 3rd, Road Crew on the 9th, Milwaukee's Addiction on the 10th. Uh, I can go on and on and on. I mean, they got a lot of good stuff. Kings of Radio going to be there on the 24th of, uh, of February. Um, and they have a tribute to Daryl Hall, Hall and Oates coming up on the 29th of February as well. Breaking Cadence is back. Smart Mouth is back. Shelly Mac and the Reunion is back. So they've got a lot of good stuff going on at Rally Point as well. That's right behind, right behind, directly behind the uh, Steel Tank Brewing and the restaurant on front. So a lot of good reasons to go out and see Steel Tank on Roebrook Lane in Oconomowoc, right behind the Exonia Bank. There you go. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Give us a shout. Uh, This one's from Joe. It says, "Bill, Bill, you're in the know. Tell us what type of person Matt LaFleur really is. Um, Matt LaFleur's a good dude. He's, he's actually got a a decent sense of humor. I mean, I've only talked to him a few times, so it's not like I know him extremely well. And most of the time they're holding practice media sessions while we're on the air. So we don't get a chance. Mike, Mike gets a chance to see him better, far better than I do. But Matt LaFleur is a cognitive guy. He is got a, a a pretty good, Good but dry sense of humor. He's genuinely a good guy. He's a player's coach. He gives him. He he. That's the reason the guys they don't break away from Matt Lafleur, because he gives a damn about them. And the organization has always been an organization of care. They care about the players. They care about the health. They care about you know, um, the guys beyond just the game. They care about the game, but they care about the guys beyond the game. So. Yeah, I mean it's he's a he's a good guy. Most most of the coaches and stuff are pretty good guys. They're not these. You can pretty much tell who the cantankerous Jags are, you know. Absolutely. So we got two hours down. We got two more hours yet to go. We got a whole lot. We got Mike Clemens coming up the bottom or the uh, the back end of the uh, show in the final hour. Uh, so we still got a lot more to go. Don't go anywhere. We got Pete Doherty, the Green Bay Press Gazette, going to be joining us, and also also. We got Jennifer Hammond, who covers the Detroit Lions for Fox. She's going to join us as well and give us a lowdown, like uh, you know Tyler Dunn just did. As a lot of people, even if they, even though we're Packers fans, kind of rooting for Detroit to get the job done. Stay tuned. Two down, two to go. More of the Bill Michaels show coming up. That's all. Next.